The Frequency Podcast with Nautica De La Cruz and Amy Lopez. Amy, how are you doing today? I am beat. Oh, I I hear you, girl. Melted. I am sticky. I am dirty. Like I'm just done. (laughs) So basically, you're like me. You're sweating in places that you shouldn't even mention, right? (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) There's sweat stains in places that I never saw sweat stains before. Well, I coño. Well, I hope you're not that stinky, but after the podcast, you definitely have to take a shower. All right. Well, let's get into this. It is season two, episode 10. This is our last episode before we go into season three. Um, It is kind of our Father's Day podcast, but we'll talk about our dads a little bit later, our dysfunctional dads, I guess. Uh, But I want to start off by giving out a shout out to Chuck D of LA. He says he loves our podcast. Big shout out to Amy. Anita Escoto of Modesto says, ladies, love your vibes, knowledge, your realness, and your perspective. And Ricky Kennedy wrote me a freaking novel. Um, He is from, (laughs) oh, I didn't get what city he's from, but he did write me a novel. I'm just going to repeat in a nutshell what he said. He said, ladies, thank you for keeping it real on the last podcast about marriage. Obviously, you guys have the experience of commitment and Nautica, you said, don't do it. Don't get married. You made me laugh. We all want love. We want to feel love. We want to give love. We want to receive love. And I just want to say thank you, Amy and Nautica, for breaking it down to me. I appreciate you both. I am not married. But when I do make this step into this serious commitment of marriage, I will consider everything that you guys mentioned. So there you go. Thank you. You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome. And you're welcome to your future wife. (laughs) Right. They should be thanking us or she should be thanking us. All right. Well, you know what? It's uh, Father's Day is right around the corner. You know, some of us have stories about epic dad fails, uh, worst dad jokes. And at before we end the podcast, I was looking, I did some research and I want to give whether it's the wives or the mothers or the daughters a list of some Father's Day gifts. Now, now cool. they're, they're not all um, cheap, but, you know, it depends on your budget. Then, you know, we'll go from there. I, but, I like this Nautica who does homework and I don't have to do anything. I coño. You know what? <laughs> wait, wait till we live closer. Are you going to be doing a lot of homework? How about that? <laughs> all right. All right. First of all, I have to tell you that we do want to honor our fathers as we've honored our mothers before. I think we should definitely honor them. But, you know, Amy, to be honest with you, Father's Day is not my favorite day. It's not? No, because my mother has been married three times. I have a biological father under the bus. Yes, I know. (laughs) My mother has been married three times. I have a sperm donor, a.k.a. biological father. We'll just call him sperm donor. And those uh, listeners that listen to our podcast, don't give me shit about it. Uh, He's my sperm donor. He's not my father. (laughs) And then I have my first stepfather, who I absolutely adore. Uh, He lives in New York. And then I have my second stepfather, but I call them both dads. Um, And it's just it's not my favorite holiday to celebrate because I never really had a father figure until I was much older. And so I used to be very kind of jealous growing up when I would see like daddy's little girls. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I would always crave that and want that so much. And I never got it. And but now as I've gotten older and I've learned um, to kind of rekindle my relationship with my my stepfathers, who I call dad, 
Um, I've learned a lot about them. You know what I mean? And who they are and, uh, you know, how they became the men that they are today. And, you know, I have, I have Tati who lives in New York and he's just loving and caring and just a wonderful man. And then I have, we call him Grandpa Joe. That's dad. Grandpa Joe. He's very kind of, I don't want to say militant, but he's very like, no, 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 no. You know, kind of like a general in a way. He's Mm -hmm. very demanding, but he has a, a really quirky sense of humor and he has a soft side to him. But he also has an asshole side to him as well. (laughs) Way to throw him under the bus, too. Yeah, everybody's just bumping around. (laughs) Right. But I have learned to take a little bit from all of them and accept who they are, um, except for my biological father who disowned me. And so that's his loss, whatever, you know, got got to keep it moving. But yeah, Mm -hmm. it's not my favorite holiday to celebrate, but I know that there are so many wonderful, wonderful fathers or or stepfathers or godfathers Mm -hmm. or grandfathers. You know what I mean? So, so we definitely, or that uncle that steps in as that father role, mm -hmm. you know, there's just a lot of men out there that, that really step in friends, you know, family that, that step in to be that role model and that support to, to kids. And, and hearing you talk about your stepdad's, you know, that way is, I always wonder how my stepchildren are going to feel, you know, when they're older, like what their perspective is, you know, because obviously at children, you don't ask them, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't ask them and you don't do things for them to accept you. You do things because, you know, you feel it, it comes out naturally, you know, and then you just hope for the best or whatnot, but I'm sure they appreciate you vocalizing that. I don't know how many times you've told them directly, Mm-hmm. How do you feel? I have, you know, with my dad uh, in New York calls me at least every two to three days or he he mm-hmm. texts me. It's like in stone. He'll call me on Sunday after church. He, he texts me on Monday uh, to wish me a good week. He'll text me on Wednesday or call me on Wednesday to see how my week is going so far because it's hump day. And then on Friday, <laughs> he always texts me to wish me a good weekend. And it's the same routine like every single week. And I love that, though. And then Grandpa Joe, uh, we don't talk too much, but when we do, it's always comedy. I mean, his jokes are just the worst jokes on the planet, (laughs) but you just have to laugh at them because they're so freaking corny. But, you know, that's just Grandpa Joe. But um, but we didn't get to have a relationship until my daughter was born. Him and I just really never got along. We just butt heads. But because my mom, you were a wild child. I was. I, I was a wild child. I did not like the word. No, you couldn't tell me shit. You couldn't tell me nothing. I was a smart ass. Well, I still kind of am. But, yeah, you know, yeah. I just I was really a rebel child and I'm still a rebel human, an adult at 40 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but so we butt heads a lot and I didn't like that. And. I remember one day I, I hated him when I was a teenager because he would make comments to my mother and then my mother would make those comments to me. And I thought those comments came from her, but they really came from him. And one day, I think I was 18, my mother slipped and she said, well, Joe said, uh, blah, 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 blah. And I said, wait, hold the fuck up. I said, Joe said, what? And I don't know what was up my ass that day, Amy, but I got up from the table and he was in his bedroom and I got up like a mad woman. And I said, Joe, if you have something fucking to say to me, just say it. I said, stand up and be a man. 
first of all, you're not my father. And second of all, whatever. And I went on a rant and I think I left and I felt so bad because I realized that he had provided a home for me, that he saved up and he gave me a car. And I was just being, I was just being a butthead. I really was. But that was kind of my rage. But, you know, we were very after that. We were very kind of cordial. But then it wasn't until I was pregnant with my daughter, Brooklyn, and I had her. He really turned around and he came around. And I think he wanted a second chance to, okay, well, I really didn't embrace her as my own Mm -hmm. daughter, but I'm going to embrace Brooklyn as my granddaughter because she was the first grandchild. But, you know, needless to say, now in, you know, 2021, we have a really good relationship, Um, even through my hard times these past two years. Um, he's been supportive and it's, it's shocking at the same time, but, mm-hmm. but people do come around, you know, I mean, yeah. I, I always say an asshole will always be an asshole An asshole will never turn into a butterfly, but you know, there, there are some assholes that may turn into that butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> there are some assholes that put those butterfly costume wings and they just flap around you yeah, know, you dressed know. up as butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> they just put on that blue tape or that gorilla glue temporarily. That's yeah. all. <laughs> but do you have, yeah. you know, I know that you don't have, you know, 15 stepdads like I do. Um, but, but, you know, we you, went from three to 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, you got to exaggerate a little bit. That's what Latinas <laughs> do. Um, but, but, you know, you have a pretty decent relationship with your father, don't you? Yeah. I mean, my dad's very, I, I was definitely out of, you know, my siblings, I was daddy's little girl, you know, I was mm. all, all with him anywhere and anything, any chance I got, you know, working. Um, I think that's why I'm so handy. Mm-hmm. You know, just, I would, I would take any opportunity to be with him. And my dad did construction, you know, growing up. So I learned a lot of things that way, just watching him do things. It didn't, what, it, what is it? I, I was a tomboy growing up. So I spent a lot. I mean, I guess I still am. But that second nature for, you know, what do they call them? Susie homemakers? Yes. <laughs> um, that came, you know, when I started dating my husband, Omar, you know, it, it just came naturally to, to cook, to provide, to create a home, you know, that type of thing. So I think I got a little bit of both. My mom kind of creeped in there. All those influences that I didn't know I was picking up from my mom were were there. But I think that the bond that I had with my dad was just so close to the point where my dad, when I moved out, when I got engaged with Omar, my dad stopped talking to me. <gasps> like for the five years that we were engaged, he did not say, well, I lie. When we got engaged, he was happy. He was excited. We lived together and he thought the wedding was going to happen very quickly. Like we were engaged. We're going to be married next year. And when it didn't, he took it very personal. You know, he's like, oh, so you guys just did this as a way to okay the fact that you moved out type of thing. You know, you guys are just pulling my leg. You're not really serious about this because we were engaged for five years. Okay. Um, So my dad stopped talking to me at one point. Talked to Omar the whole time, like nothing. You know, we'd go over to the house. He'd be like, hey, you know, como estas, this and that, blah, blah, blah. You know, shoot the shit, small talk. But as soon as I walked into the room, he walked out. To the point where on our wedding day, we did not know if he was going to show up. We wow. did not know if he was going to walk me down the aisle. Like we all, we had like contingencies. <laughs> you know, like, it was like, okay, Manny will walk me down the aisle, you know, but we just knew that he was hurt, you know, and. And you could hear it in his speech when he, in our wedding, I'll have to have you watch the video. It's, it's, you know, he went on a rant about, he used to call me his gatita. 
Okay. Um, because he said that I was like a cat. Like he, as soon as he settled into the couch, I would come and like snuggle into him like a cat. So he talked about that. He's, you know, in his speech at our wedding, he was like, oh, you know, here was my little girl, my gatita and, and some Indio showed up and, and took her. <laughs> and my dad, it was just this whole, this whole spiel. But now as an adult, I think I see a different side of him, you know, at, you know, growing up, he was always just our hero, our protector. And now as an adult, you're able to recognize the flaws, the imperfections, you accept them, you know, but you're, you see more, you you don't see everything the color pink, I guess, you know, it's not a pink color, colored world that you had as a kid, you know, it's like, oh, wow, there was struggles. Oh, wow, you know, he did work so many hours to provide or whatnot. And you start picking up on things that you didn't as a kid. And, you know, like you said, it, it changes your perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you know, he comes from very old school Mexican. I provide, you know, I'm the man of the house. You should have a man of the house. You should not be working as much as you're working. You know, your husband should be providing, you know, you're spending too much time at work instead of raising Mateo, you know, and I'm just like, but in my head, mm-hmm. I think of it this way, you know, at first, it would get to me when he would say things like that. But I think of it as yes, I am at work, right. But when I get home, and before I leave to work, I am 100% my child's mother, like, everything is about him. And not to throw jabs, but if I was a stay at home mom, right? My son would still go to school for seven hours, right? Six, seven hours. How long are they in school? About that long? Yeah. And then when they get home, they do homework. So the quality time, I think is still the same. But I think it's really important for moms to to know that it's okay to work because you need to have that mental break of of that mom role and really enjoy that one-on-one time when you get home. Yeah, but, no, uh, I, I understand about, you know, especially your dad and, and my dads are, are very old school, you know, men are the providers, mm-hmm. it should be 85%, 15%, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, but, you know, they, they definitely, you know, always wanted us to work and be independent, but they mm-hmm. do have a lot of old school mentalities. And I still battle with that too, with my dads. But since you did have your dad growing up, what was the best advice that your dad ever, ever, ever gave you? he always told me that I needed to know how to do things for myself. So that's where the handiness comes from. You know, it's I'm never gonna, my dad's like, I'm never gonna call a plumber to come and fix my house because I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it right. Or he always wanted to me to be independent in that way. Number two, I would say his mentality and fighting, you know, he will fight, it'll take him a lot to fight for himself. But it's a split of a second for him to fight for someone else when something is wrong. Gotcha. He will, you know, put up with so much shit before he throws a punch if it's an attack on himself, right? But if he sees anyone, it could be a stranger on the street and something is wrong and he's going to step in, he's going to step in, you know, and, and, and I'm that way too. You know, I can take a lot. I can take a beating, you know, just come at me. Mm-hmm. I, rolls off my shoulder. I try my best to just keep cool, calm and collected. Mm -hmm. But 
on that same token, come at my family. And we talked about this on the first episode, come at my family, come at my kids, come at anybody I care about. And you'll wish you never met me. You, <laughs> you know? definitely get like, that from your dad. You definitely do. Yeah. Oh, so, my goodness. because my mom is like, she I wish I wish the day would come when I would see her freaking just snap at someone or, or just even yell at someone just just do something. But she just doesn't have it in her. No, your mom's very calm. Now, my mom, (laughs) she she's wild as they come, I tell you. But we are um, we have a few minutes left. But before uh, we go, I want to give a list of some of the best gifts that you could get for Father's Day. I know, you know, some people don't know what to get their dad, but this may be a few things that your dad doesn't have. And if you have the budget, well, hey, so these are the top 10 gifts for Father's Day this year. Uh, 2021. One is a good watch. Two is a portable waterproof speaker. Those are good for barbecues mm-hmm. and by the pool. Uh, three is a compact overnight bag. You know, sometimes they just want to spend the night somewhere with their wife at the hotel. Um, they could use that. Four is an adaptable beard trimmer. I think every man should have that, period. Okay. Number five if you is- have a beard, keep it clean. Yes, definitely. <laughs> uh, number five was uh, wireless earbuds. And even if you can't afford Apple, uh, Amazon has some for like 30, 50 bucks. Uh, number six is the dads that are gamers that play with their sons or their daughters. A game streaming membership, which is pretty good. I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, number seven, if you're into bourbon or whiskey, a whiskey decanter globe set on Amazon. It's about $50. It's actually pretty cool. Number eight is some Dockers new page sandals. Number nine is a meal kit delivery service for like maybe a day or two or a week. Mm -hmm. And the last one is, I don't know if this is my favorite, but I have one and she drives me nuts. Um, Amazon smart speaker, like an echo or an echo dot. (laughs) I'm always yelling at mine. We need to have a whole episode on your life with your Alexa. Damn, that girl does not shut up. (laughs) No, Alexa does not shut up. Alexa is one of your roommates. (laughs) Yeah, she is. Bitch better pay rent too (laughs) because she's taking up space on my console. But anyways, those are some gifts that you might want to consider giving your dad for Father's Day. And we will be back with uh, season three. And uh, we've been very excited. Uh, I I don't know if did I mention this last time that we have some listeners in Germany? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, Yeah, we talked about that. Brazil, Germany, and we're open to anybody to other countries, you know, Japan, Tokyo, Switzerland, we'd love to hear from you. And um, yes, definitely get in the mix. And you could email us and get in contact with us at frequency at gmail.com or our social media platforms. Everybody now you don't have to wear a mask. But still don't 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 be going crazy at these clubs. And, and just, just, you know, COVID's still out there. Mm-hmm. So just take it easy. And fellas, stay away from the strip clubs. But yes. on that last note, we want to wish all our fathers a very happy Father's happy Day. Happy Father's Day. Whether you are a father, a stepfather, a godfather, an uncle who has stepped in, a foster father, we want to mm-hmm. wish you a happy Father's Day and continue stepping in, being proactive, being present, most importantly, and loving that child. And stay tuned for next season where we will likely start having some special guests. They're going to be voluntold to appear. So <laughs> all of our friends and you know who you are. We've talked to you about it. 
you know, we'll get some people on here. Sounds good. Thank you guys for listening. We appreciate you.